11.05 on your Saturday morning. Good morning to everyone out there, and thank you for making us part of your day. This is the Pinpoint Health Show, but I'm not John. <laughs> Dr. Lou is here. I'm Chris Creston filling in for John Scholes, who had to jump out early today. So I appreciate you bearing with me, because no, I don't know the subject matter as much as John does. But, no, that's okay. Uh, you know, I, this, this show I've always been interested in, and I'm always interested in just sort of pain and health yeah. and all those topics awesome. and uh i'm really glad to be sitting here awesome. across from dr lou we are happy to have you and i'm I, I actually we were just talking before we came on air it's uh because john's been doing it so long with me he's almost like an expert himself right so i see him like he'll sit there and he's just nodding and you could tell he's thinking like yeah i already know that um <laughs> so this is nice so you know it, it, it's great to have that interaction because i'm sure i'll talk about things that maybe you're just wondering. So I, I love that candid conversation, but um, thank you for being here, for helping us out when John John couldn't be here. Terrific. Um, um, I just want to throw yeah. out the phone numbers here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. If you've got a question for Dr. Lou, you want to talk to something that is happening in your health and in your life that you want uh, Dr. Lou to help you with, and you're hoping to get uh, a little bit uh, more knowledge on and maybe want to get some uh, preliminary uh, chat with before going in to see him live and in person. And that's 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. How's, you, how's your week been, Doctor? It's It's been good. Um, busy, a very busy week, actually. Uh, uh, but that's okay. Um, one of the things that I typically will start with is sort of like the week that was and things that were happening. And um, one thing that I don't talk a heck of a lot about on the show, um, we have a division of our business where we actually do what are called uh, independent medical assessments. Um, these assessments are essentially a lot of the times for things like car accidents or um, hurt at work type of things, slips and falls. Essentially what they are is when someone's involved with something like that and there's a litigation process that's going on where lawyers are trying to, you know, whatever. We're not on the lawyer side. We're not, we are not the lawyers, but we work both on the defense and actually the plaintiff, right, in terms of our assessors. The whole idea with being an independent assessor is that you should be impartial. Right. Um, and that you shouldn't be biased to one side. In fact, most experts that are now... Uh, brought on stand if it's not the cross-examining lawyer the judge will ask how much of of this type of work do you do for the other side and so uh, we've tried to diversify when I say we I mean me and the the group of physicians that we have doing this type of stuff we we work on both sides so we do defense-based work and we also do plaintiff-based work and and really our job is to provide an impartial examination on this person's injuries um, or comment on disability there's a lot of things that we get commented on um the one thing that i wanted to bring up and and this is specifically for the people um on the plaintiff side so the people who have lawyers and and you're you're actually involved in something because you can't the insurance chooses who they want right you can't really do anything about that that's just sort of the way insurance companies right. work they're big companies etc on the on your side, on the side with your with your lawyer, you can actually have a say on who you'd like doing these assessments for you, um, because the lawyers it's it's a more of a one on one relationship. You're dealing with your lawyer. Your lawyer will be the person that contacts some type of specialist, depending on what the problem is. Right? Like if it's if there's a neurological issue, then it would be a neurologist. If there's a psychiatric issue, it would be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So that all very much depends, and typically the lawyers will have um, a roster of physicians that they work with as well. Um, but 
what I wanted to bring up for people who are potentially listening that have been hurt in in a car accident or something like that or in the middle of this litigation process is one of the most important things on that side is getting as good, if not the best possible um, type of expert to do your assessment. And, you know, over the years, we've built um, quite the roster of, of professionals who deal with this type of stuff. And we are very, very picky in terms of who we use for these things. So we're not we we number one want to make sure that whatever expert we're using is oh, I thought the music was going on um, I, I that the expert is um, well versed in obviously an expert in what they do we like when they're affiliated with teaching hospitals we like when um, they still maintain a practice this is a big thing there's a lot of people that do this type of work but that's all they do right and so from a purely bias perspective, you can think, well, if that's the only way you make money, well, then that's sort of biased towards the opinions that you might give. We really try to choose people that have more than 50 or 60% of their time is actually dedicated to care. So there's examples of orthopedic surgeons out there that do this type of work, and that's all they do. They haven't performed a surgery in years. Our orthopedic surgeons are orthopedic surgeons performing surgeries every week. And once in a while, we provide these types of things. So I think the quality of expert that you have is very, very important. And the reason why I bring it up, because this show is all about educating the public, if you are involved in, in these types of things, you have a say with your lawyer on who you could potentially use. And I mean, if you've been listening to my show for years, you trust me. It's just an extension of me and my personality and the things that we've built. The The professionals that we bring together on this um, are some of the best. But I think we have to take a break and we can definitely keep chatting about that. We'll keep talking about that as well as many other things to do with your health and with pain coming up on the other side of the break here. If you want to give us a call live on the air, that number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. That's why Dr. Lou is here to take your questions live on the air. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone, pinpointhealth.ca, info at pinpointhealth.ca. More of Pinpoint Health with Dr. Lou on the other side of the break here. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1116 here, pinpointhealth.ca, info at pinpointhealth.ca, and you can always call 1-855-55-DR-LOU to get a hold of Dr. Lou off the air. That's 1-855-55-DR-LOU. lou we are going to take a call on the air just uh, in a, a second. I just had to ask yeah. one question. We were sure. talking about those independent medical assessments that yeah. you do, Dr. Right. Lou. And I wanted to know how people get a hold of you to do that. Yeah, so it's simple. If you've been hurt in a car accident or anything like that, um, give me a call. Um, We would probably schedule a conference call with your uh, lawyer to see what type of assessment is best. Like when we say independent medical assessments, that's a broad term. Mm -hmm. There's so many different. Sometimes it's a matter of functional capacity evaluations. Sometimes it's specific specialty assessments. Sometimes we do what are called multi-assessments where you're actually getting three or four professionals together to comment on an opinion. Uh, But these things are essentially done in order to uh, legitimize your, your claim. Right. That's that's the reason why they're being done is is in a way to determine, Okay, is there actually something here? Because you can imagine in litigation and again, we work on both sides. So I see it. The insurers always want to, you know, essentially their biggest objective is to make sure that or to try to prove that nothing is actually wrong. And even on the lawyer side, it's biased. They're always trying to prove that something is wrong. Um, And the only way to really come and, and we understand that and the only way to really determine, Okay, well, 
what's the truth here is what these independent medical examinations are for. And they'll typically, if one is ordered by the insurer, one will also be ordered by the plaintiff. Because again, now it goes even deeper where it's like, well, wait, that's your expert mm-hmm. and not necessarily ours. But um, I, I truly think that the team that we've put together is absolutely incredible. I don't actually do them. Like, I don't comment on these things. It's actually different specialists that we have um, that comment on these things. But again, if you've been hurt in something like a car accident or in the middle of a litigation process, and this has come up where in terms of assessments, the most important thing here is you want to have the best quality expert. Um, and this is even for any lawyers listening that are doing this type of work. It, it would be worthwhile to have a conversation and give me a call uh, because the team of experts that we have um, can definitely help build a case uh, for for people that unfortunately have have uh, been involved in these types of unfortunate events. Independent and legit uh, professionals yep. Yep. who can give their Unbiased. opinion. Unbiased. Uh, yes, exactly. Terrific. Now, I do want to get to a call here. Mike in Toronto has been waiting patiently on hold. Thank you so much, Mike, for giving us a call. What's your question for Dr. Liu? Hey, good morning, Dr. Liu. How hey, are Mike. You? Good. You? Good. Thank you. Uh, first time caller. Uh, thank you. This isn't necessarily related to, uh, you know, uh, an automobile accident. No, that's okay. Yeah, that w- that's just sort of a topic that we started with, but I'm happy to help with anything. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, so I tore my hamstring. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a nagging ongoing injury. Right. Um, I've been to physiotherapy. I've been to massage. I've been to acupuncture. I've been to osteopathy. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, every single one of those will work for a limited amount of time. Like, you know, a little while it'll feel okay. Nothing's really helped me heal the, the injury itself. So okay. I'm wondering what specialist I should be, you know, focusing in on. Right. So... Let, let's start. Let's start right from the beginning. You're sure that you tore it? Like there's actually like you've had that diagnosed by ultrasound, or there's a visible bulge or defect, as we would call it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Well, so here's the thing with that type of injury, right? There's a difference between sprain strain, where you just maybe where the the actual muscle or the the tendons or the ligaments actually stay intact, but there's an injury to them. In your instance, when you actually tear something. Um, once you once you tear it, it's gone, right? And when you look at the hamstring muscle, and you realize how big it is. You didn't. You wouldn't have tore the whole thing because that that would be an absolute medical emergency and almost impossible. Exactly. You probably tore a chunk of it. Um, the the thing about that is all of those passive interventions that you mentioned. Like, I guess what you're looking for is pain relief. Am I right to to assume that? Well, I'd love to be able to continue, you know, being active and playing sports. So due to the, the tear or, yeah. you know, partial tear, it, it now will strain easily. So right, gotcha. you know, I'll do something and it'll just, it'll yeah. aggravate it. So a lot of the time, so, so two things come to mind quickly. Number one is anytime if you look at a bulk of tissue like a muscle and you lose a little bit of of that tissue for something like this due to a tear, you essentially almost have to build up the rest of it to be that much stronger, right? That's one option, which is big on the rehabilitation, the exercise component. The other component, which is harder depending on how long this has been going on, is actually having that reattached potentially. And and it sort of depends what tore, what didn't tear. You know, you can't always reattach things. Something as big as the hamstring, because of how big it is, you can go on with partial tears, but it really just becomes that you essentially have to make whatever is left of that hamstring that much stronger to take on uh, the brunt of that. The other reality sometimes is depending on how much is torn and, and how much strength you can compensate and get back or even go above and beyond, 
it may never be the same either, right? That's the other thing. But um, I'd have to assess it. I, you know, if you're, it sounds like you're interested in, in getting an opinion on it. I would have yeah. to see it. Um, we'd also probably have one of our sports medicine docs uh, look at it. He's also a surgeon, and, and maybe there's something that can be done. But we, I'd have to take a closer look. Oh, I appreciate that. Yep. Give us a call. Awesome. Thanks a lot for calling us, Mike. And that number to call Dr. Lou directly is one eight five 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 five. Dr. Lou, that's one eight five 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 five. Dr. Lou, and you can always uh, email him info at pinpointhealth.ca to get that assessment done. Mike, whole lot more of your calls and more with Dr. Lou on the other side. This is Pinpoint Health on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good Saturday morning to you. It is 1125 on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is the Pinpoint Health Show. I am Chris Creston sitting in for John Scholes and Dr. Lou is here. Otherwise, we wouldn't even do it. Like It's, it's for Dr. Lou. Like, you don't want to sit here and listen to me. I don't have anything you might be worthwhile to, to say. Yeah, you, know, you might be able to figure it out. Who knows? <laughs> no, you don't want my diagnosis on anything. Amputation. <laughs> Bad call. Don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah, we're not we're not sending anybody to Chris. Everything's an amputation. <laughs> <laughs> Mad scientist Chris. Yeah, over exactly. Here. So we are taking your calls live on the air at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone, and you can always reach out to Dr. Lou Info at pinpointhealth.ca. Let's go to Daniel, who's calling us from Bolton. Daniel, what is your question? Where for Dr. I live. Lou? That's oh, awesome. Beautiful. You got your neighbors calling. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Dr. Lou, how are hey. you doing today? Good. You? I'm doing well. You know, uh, first time caller, but uh, long time listener, and I appreciate you taking my phone call. No problem. I just had a, uh, a question that I wanted to, to ask you many, many years ago. Uh, it's actually a multi part question. Um, Many, many years ago, I was in a, a, a motor vehicle accident, and um, I tend to uh, suffer from tension headaches. Okay. And I don't know if it's directly related to the actual accident, but I did, I did not seek any uh, medical uh, either treatment or, um, or go see a medical professional. Uh, related to the motor vehicle accident. So I wanted to ask you, is there like a limitation period in the event that I wanted to take? I know that's more of a legal question, but if I wanted to take any legal Legal action. action, Legal action, yeah. I I believe there is a statute of limitations. I think it's two years, but that is a legal question. Okay. And I'm not 100% sure, but I can find that answer out. Um, Okay, so... Yeah. uh, We're we're well past that. The other thing is, is that... Um, I do suffer from tension headaches, and I don't know if it's a direct result of this accident, but what are some things that, I guess, attribute to the tension headaches? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, maybe what are some, some remedies, maybe some things that I can either do at home or, or on my own? Uh, and in addition to that, you know, what are some medical professionals that, you know, I should probably uh, see as well? Okay. Yeah, good question. So, I mean, the, the first thing to look at is headache in general, which is a very broad class of problem. Um, and tension or cervicogenic headaches are a subclass of headaches. So you probably heard of migraines, cluster headaches. Um, you know, you can have headaches due to brain tumors, for example. We call those pathological headaches. So there's a lot of things that can cause these headaches. Um, when it comes down to the tension cervicogenic 
based ones. It's essentially related to the mechanical structure of the neck, the upper back, and a lot of it has to simply do with posture. So anybody in a car a lot or sitting a lot um, where you have that rounded presentation, like we all know what I'm talking about. You're sitting at a computer, your shoulders are rounded, like your head's King. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that type of stuff is the reason why we call, why they're called tension headaches is because there's tension on those muscles. So a lot of the muscles in your upper back and neck actually attach to the base of your skull. Um, and so when there's tension there, there's that pulling effect, the tension gets created, it creates pain. And these types of headaches are often people will complain about them in the back of the head. Sometimes there's a radiation of the pain just above the eyebrow area uh, because of some of the nerves that sort of come out from that area go there. Um, they're often not associated with other things like aura symptoms, like with migraines, where you get you know, photosensitivity or photophobia, which means problems like with light or smells or weird things like that, um, which is a totally different monster. Um, so those tension headaches, again, are most often due um, to musculature. We also sort of group them in with what are called cervicogenic, cervical meaning the cervical spine, the neck and genic um, to mean genesis. So it's originating from the neck. Uh, and so the types of professionals that deal well, this is where the physical manual professionals like physiotherapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, osteop uh, osteopaths are very good at dealing these types of things. The other thing that I'll say is a lot of times this tension type headache is due again to that posture related problem. You can get all of the treatment in the world, but the minute you go back and you have that poor posture and you repeatedly, repeatedly aggravate it, it will come back. So part of those professionals working with you would also be to educate you on how to decrease that tension or how to do different things to modify your posture in order to alleviate that. So that that's what tension headaches are. And, and that's generally um, the most important thing if you have a new headache is to determine what the headache is, because not all headaches are the same. If you've been able to determine, yes, it is tension and cervicogenic headaches, then that is the best approach. Um, things like migraines are dealt with in a totally different way. I was actually at an, a pain conference um, two weeks ago where one of the speakers was presenting on some of the new medication around um, um, ten, or, sorry, migraine-type headaches. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if that – I think that answers your question. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thank you very no much. Problem. It actually does. Thank you. Thanks very much for calling, Daniel. And you can call, too, here at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone, pinpointhealth.ca. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is the email address to get a hold of Dr. Lou as well. More of Dr. Lou and your calls on the other side of the break here on Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 11.33 here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, Pinpoint Health is the show. Dr. Lou is the man who you're trying to get a hold of right now by calling 416-870-6400 star 640 on your cell phone with a question for Dr. Lou. You can always visit his webpage pinpointhealth.ca or send him an email info at pinpointhealth.ca. You know, Dr. Lou, I'm going to yes. take this uh, moment for a second yep. to uh, deal with something selfish, deal with a problem. No, that's okay. That's perfect. I've been having the last time I did yeah. your It's bad luck when you do show. my show. Seriously, or it's good <laughs> luck because I get to talk to you about it yeah. and uh, solve some problems. But I was dealing with some kind of problem. The doctor said it was a disc issue. It yep. was a pain that I had, a sciatic pain that was going down my left leg yep. into my foot. 
it slowed me down. I couldn't be as active, so I was gaining weight. I was grumpy. I was just a, yeah. a pain to everyone to to be around. Right. But uh, you know, I went in, got a physio, said it was probably a disc issue. Right. And then I got an MRI. Yep. Went into the hospital in the middle of the night. Oh, lay there for a while wow. and yeah. got it all done. And uh, it was. Uh, it, it turned out that there's nothing wrong with my disc now. Right. My wife, who's a yoga teacher, kept telling me, piriformis, 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 like performance. I've got a performance (laughs) problem on top of everything, honey. What are you telling me? But then I started doing some stretches and stuff and I got better. But I've aggravated it recently. Again, yeah. And I'm still, I'm I'm getting through it. Right. But I've still got a little bit of problems with it. So I haven't had a a professional diagnosis that is piriformis. But you've had the the MRIs and those mm -hmm. things. Um, I mean, one of the things that we always look at is, there's a thing called diagnosis through treatment. Mm-hmm. And what that essentially means is like, if you worked on your piriformis and you got better, mm-hmm. you're almost confirming the diagnosis because right. if you had done that and it wasn't that, you probably wouldn't have got better. Now, the reality is it could be a combination of things too, right? Like your muscles do tighten in response to things. The other interesting thing about disc issues, let's call them, is just one simple thing. The way we do MRIs here in, in North America and in Canada, specifically Ontario, is you're laying down flat. Right. Right. So you don't mm-hmm. actually have gravity standing with you. So in, in Europe, actually, when people have these types of complaints, they actually do them under weight-bearing conditions because it changes what happens to your disc. So you might very well lay down and whatever would be visible mm-hmm. sort of disappears when you're laying down. But that's then if it's weight-bearing, maybe it's still there. So maybe that's a possibility. The other thing is sometimes you can get not necessarily a disc bulge, but what we call discogenic pain, which is like there's maybe an inflammation of the discs, and that's not overly always visible on MRI, and that can sometimes put pressure on it. The other thing is even just mechanical low back. So so if you had something going wrong with the stability of your back just due to weakness, other bigger muscles like the piriformis and those other things will tighten in response, and that will put pressure on it. But you do bring up an interesting thing, and I was mentioning to you, I saw a research article um, that looked at people that had this type of sciatic presentation. And again, you're right. Most oftentimes, most healthcare professionals that hear that symptom, you're thinking a disc because that's potentially one of the worst things that it could be, with the exception of even worse things like tumors and things like that. But that's very, very rare. I forget how big the population was that they were looking at, but what they were looking at was essentially they were doing imaging of the disc and they were also doing imaging of the piriformis muscle. And they wanted to see, is there a way to identify which one of these two things it could be? In all of the people that were there was something like less than 1% um, actually had a disc problem. But in 26 or 27% of the people that they were surveying or that they were looking at, they actually could find observable problems with the piriformis. And that's interesting because it, there's probably a lot of non-observable problems that we can't see on MRI, just like tightness due to just overworking it, sitting for long periods of times. Because the piriformis is an external rotator of the hip. So it's, you know, it's it's sort of hard to describe, but it's in your butt, essentially mm-hmm. a deep in, in, in the glute, deep to the glute muscles. Um, and the reason it covers over what's called the sciatic notch, which is essentially a little hole or, or or an area for the sciatic nerve to come through the acetabulum, which is part of the hip bone. Um, and it covers over that part. Now, 
in like 33% of the population, the nerve actually pierces the piriformis muscle. So it travels into the leg by going through the piriformis muscle. In most people, it goes under it. But regardless, so if you have a tight muscle or you sit a lot because that's, you know, you put pressure on those things, that can actually create those types of symptoms. So it's a very interesting thing. It's not very well understood Mm -hmm. by uh, general practitioners in all honesty. Um, I was at a group of family doctors um, in a family doctor's office um, about three weeks ago, and I'm going back in a few weeks to do a continuing education session on low back pain. Because as I was speaking to them, they were just like, we don't even understand the full extent of that. And they don't have to. They're general practitioners, which means they have to know a lot of things, a little bit about a lot of different things, and then they they send it to the right people. But it was very nice to see that they were keen to learn and understand more and realize that, you know, a lot of times, what you're telling people is a disc problem is probably just a muscular problem. And again, going back to those muscular problems will likely respond very well to those manual physical interventions like chiropractic, massage therapy, physiotherapy, osteopathy, etc. How uh, important is that sort of the manual therapy? I think it should be like the that. first line of defense. Mm-hmm. So for a number of reasons, number one, um, when we look at like one of the reasons we have an opiate epidemic is because that was the first line of defense. Right. Just right? prescribe, prescribe, prescribe. Yeah, and you're prescribing something very, ha- very, very aggressive. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. You know my stance. There's mm-hmm. a place for everything. But as a first line of defense, my my view is that physical manual problem, physical mechanical problems need a physical mechanical intervention first and foremost. These people like physiotherapists, chiropractors are are much better equipped than most general practitioners to assess these problems anyways in terms of how much time in schooling they focus on this. This is their bread and butter uh, and where it's not the bread and butter of of a general practitioner. So just from an assessment perspective, you're going to get a much thorough and depth assessment most of the time. Now, I also know bad physios, bad chiros. I know bad family doctors. I also know very good of each, right? So a lot of it is also the professional that you're dealing with. But in general, I would say that should be the first line of defense. And then when that stuff is not working is there's so much research around wasted imaging, right? Like person goes to see a family doctor, low back pain, MRIs ordered right away. That is not the algorithm. That is not the algorithm. Mm-hmm. You 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 have to do other things. You you only really should be ordering imaging immediately if you identify red flags, right? Where there's something where you're saying, mm, there's something more here. Red flags mean imaging should happen right away. So um, first line of defense should should be this type of stuff. And I guess the problem with wasted imaging too is then you've got long it's money. lineups. Well, let's talk about the people. Let's talk about the yeah. money aspect of that after the break because that's huge. Terrific. It, time is 11:40 and we're going to take a quick break and come back here with Pinpoint Health and Dr. Lou. pinpointhealth.ca info at pinpointhealth.ca 1855-55-Dr. Lou. That's 1855-55-Dr. Dr. Lou, more of the Pinpoint Health Show on the other side of the break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The time is 11.45. You are here with Chris Creston and Dr. Lou. I'm filling in for John Scholes, who is not able to do the show here today. But uh, I, I hope that I'm keeping uh, yeah, you know, the show on the awesome. rails. Here. Yeah, for sure. Dr. Lou is the guy that you can get a hold of by calling 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone with your questions. I was just bugging him with my questions. No, it's not a bother. <laughs> and we, we got into talking a little bit about um, imaging and yeah. people who are being prescribed imaging yeah. right away. And you know, one burden. of the questions that I had was, you know, I had to go do my imaging at like 
one thirty in the morning. I was yeah, the only yeah. person in the hospital yeah, yeah. except for a security guard right. and the one and the lady who was running the machine. Yeah, and uh, it, that's got to be a symptom of that, right? There's not enough oh, yeah, machines there, for no, all the people not, being prescribed. Imaging. Yeah, there's not. And I mean, MRI is such a great imaging tool. It's used for so many different things. Um, that that it yeah they run these things twenty four hours a day, um, and so they have to because otherwise. You'd never get, and I'm sure it still took you. Like, how long was the wait before you? It was were, still, I think it was, it was still like a couple of months. Yeah, before. you still waited a couple months, mm-hmm. and you were booked at like one in the morning or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's crazy. So there's a huge burden. These things are also not cheap. Like machines, it's not cheap because the machines aren't cheap. The maintenance of the machine isn't cheap. Then there has to be a technician working. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're working at one thirty in the morning. You're not working, for, and you're a professional who's yeah, got a specific yes, skill. Exactly. You're demanding yeah. a certain salary. Then you've got the radiologist that has to pr- provide the report. So there's a lot of money that goes into that. And that's why there's a big push in 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 politics for healthcare to look at the evidence on this stuff, right? And and see can we reduce these things? And even something as simple as once upon a time it was like let's take a more simple and cheaper but still an expense x-rays mm-hmm. for low back pain, right? Like X-rays, at the very least, MRIs can show us things with the soft tissue and stuff that we can't see on X-ray. X-ray is very good for just looking at the bones. So if we think there's a fracture, right? So the example is if someone comes in to see me and they've got low back pain that just started yesterday, they weren't really doing much, uh, they've had a history of some low-level back pain, but all of a sudden it's really bad, there's no red flags. Red flags are things like there's no excruciating night pain, there's no night sweats, there's no significant weight loss. Like There's a whole list of things that we would go through. The first line of defense should be treating that person. If in six weeks it doesn't get better because the natural history of these types of things, depending on age and a whole lot of other factors, is let's call it around 12 to 14 weeks. So meaning like if a young, healthy person such as yourself, okay, you experience the pain you were experiencing. If you did nothing, the research would suggest that within 12 to 14 weeks, you symptomatically will you'll feel better. That doesn't mean that you don't have a problem. It just means symptomatically you'll feel better. The whole point of this is, can we expedite that? Because 14 weeks is a lot of time out of your life. Yeah. So that's what therapy and these things are designed for. Like, can we essentially do that 14 weeks and can we get you better in three weeks? Um, and that's great. That makes everybody happy. You're ba- it also targets the advantage of therapy as it targets the root of the problem, which natural history usually doesn't. Um, so that's one advantage. But versus if I if you come in all of a sudden and and your story is much different where you're saying, you know, I was actually up on a ladder um, and I fell mm-hmm. four feet. And as I felt, you know, then I, I was stuck and now I've got all this bruising. Well, you need imaging in that case. Right. Do you see that? Right. That's the difference where we should be doing that. But because so low back pain, we deal with a lot of uh, family doctors offices. And I I was also meeting with another group uh, this week on uh, on Tuesday and out of 100 patients that they see in a day, we asked the question, we said, how many of those patients would you say have what we call MSK, musculoskeletal problems, so pain, injury, whatever? And they said probably 60% wow. of the people going in to a family practice or to a walk-in clinic in this particular mm-hmm. instance, they said about 60%. My next question, because I know the research, was how much of that is just low back pain? And they said, oh, probably out of that 50 or 60%, like 80% of that. That's how big low back pain is. It's the second, from an economic standpoint, it's the second most cumbersome cumbersome thing on economics next to the common cold. 
Wow, right? really? That's that's how much of an impact it has on economics in terms of people losing time off of work because of low, it's just a weak point. And the other thing about low back pain is it's not it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter what like low back pain is as prevalent in the poorest areas in in Africa as it is here with me and you sitting here today. It's across cultures, male and females both experience it. It doesn't matter. It's just a weak point of being human. Um, and so because it's a weak point, it has this tremendous burden. Um, and because of how many there are, we need to find best practices in order to figure out how do we deal with this the right way and not put this heavy strain on the system because all that stuff adds up. That's a lot of money. And and again, we have this assumption that healthcare is free, but it's not free. We do no, pay we're taxes. Paying a lot for it. Yeah, we, we pay a lot in our taxes in order to get that. So we do have to find better ways to treat that. And I think that's what me and my team at Pinpoint Health are trying to do is is really work with the evidence and, and do the best thing for, for treating these things the right way. To get a hold of Dr. Lou live on the air, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. To get a hold of Dr. Lou and Pinpoint Health, pinpointhealth.ca is the website. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is his email address. We'll be back with more of Dr. Lou and Pinpoint Health on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 11.54 on your Saturday morning. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. This is the Pinpoint Health Show, pinpointhealth.ca, info at pinpointhealth.ca. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou one eight five 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 D R L O U to get a hold of the good doctor. Now we started off the show, Doctor. Yeah, you were talking about your independent medical assessment, right? Yeah, and uh, how important that is. Yeah, as a, a a way of making sure you had an impartial, independent, professional opinion in the For case sure. of someone who's had an accident. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. Again, my, my objective being on the air here is to, to really help people as much as I possibly can. Um, and this is a big thing that we deal with. And, and you know, over the last three years of doing the show, I, we've, we've had this business the whole time or this division of the business, but we, I've never really talked about it. And, and I was out for dinner yesterday with a couple of colleagues that I work with in this industry. And it sort of just came to my mind. It's like, you know, people should be aware that they can do that. And again, on the insurance side, you don't have a choice. But most of the people listening to the show are going against the insurance. But on your side, with your lawyer, you you can have a say on who you want doing these types of assessments for you because quality of assessor matters so much for this. And again, this isn't me being the assessor in these. I, I don't actually personally do them. We I always make sure that we are finding the very best. And again, the people that we're dealing with are some of the most reputable physicians in in the in the country um, in their in their particular specialties. And you're mentioning these are people who are working day in day out in the field, yes. and they're not just they're not sitting just behind doing, a no. desk doing assessments no. for lawyers no. and stuff. No, 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 exactly. And that's and that's why the lawyers and the insurers that do use us use us because they they want truly and and. You know, three or four years ago, this was very different. There were, in, in this world, there were people that were known as defense hacks or plaintiff hacks, which essentially meant physicians only working on one side, right? And there's been a couple things that have happened, and, um, and, and now it's become a big thing where judges and juries and lawyers and cross-examining lawyers are really starting to say, well, hang on a sec. We really need... Again, a certain person, like, and, and that person needs to be someone, number one, that 
is in practice, actually doing that. Like, how can you potentially be an expert and give an expert opinion on a type of surgery if you haven't performed that surgery in 20 years? If anything, uh, like anything, you're going to get rusty. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're going to be behind the times on There's on so much evolution, all these things. But if you're actually in the trenches doing this work and seeing it every day, how it works, that gives you a much better uh, standpoint. So we make sure that these assessors, the vast majority of their practice is private practice in some way. <clears throat> the other thing we do is we make sure that they're doing both types of assessments. This is very important. You don't want someone who's just doing one or the other because you do truly want an impartial assessment. And I know someone thinking, listening, saying if they're working with a lawyer, they're like, yeah, but I don't want someone who works with both sides because they, well, you do want that. Trust me, you want that in court. You want someone that the jury, the judge can say, no, this person has no inherent bias. Mm -hmm. That's going to stand up much better. You can get a favorable report by someone who only works on one side, but that's going to be quickly thrown out. It's, it's, it'll be ripped apart by any good cross-examining lawyer um, that, that understands this and says, no, this, this is a joke. All you do is this type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so You've it's always to, found this It's to result, your yeah. advantage to want to have a say. And again, because you, the relationship side on the plaintiff side with the personal injury lawyers is very, very different. You can have a conversation as the person with your lawyer. And, and I'm willing to have that conversation with you and your lawyer. We can have a conference call. We can talk about these things. We can go through the roster of professionals um, and see if there's an advantage to you. And again, if it ends up being that, no, you you don't go, fine. I, I'm simply putting this out there to as another service. If someone's going through something like this, then this is another service that we can help you with with because this is part of healthcare. This yeah. is what we do. And so if you're a lawyer or you're someone who is uh, looking yep. to get in touch, get if you've in been, touch. Anybody, mm-hmm. if you've been hurt in a car accident, and mm-hmm. even if you're in the middle of it, just call me to have a conversation. Let's just talk a little bit more about that. Perfect. one 855 doctor Lou is the number to call. That's one 855 drlou Info at pinpointhealth.ca and pinpointhealth.ca are the, all the ways to get a hold of Dr. Lou. This show has flown by. Yes. Thank you so much. Been Thank you, Chris. hugely informative for Thank me, you. and I hope it has been, uh, I'm sure it has been for all the listeners Thank as you. well. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend, Dr. Lou, and stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.